Welcome everybody to the Jiro podcast. Uh, a little bit different here. Um, you can probably hear some background. I'm here with uh, Greg and Stephen of Attacker, and we're sat here on a uh, lovely hotel rooftop here in Chiang Mai. Just spent the last couple of days with you guys here for the Attacker brand summit. And uh, yeah, just wanted to take a, a bit of time and sit down and talk to you guys about Attacker and where you guys feel cool. with everything's going. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having us. All right, so um, obviously, I know you guys have done podcasts before. We'll get a couple of generic A podcast. We've done a podcast before. We'll get a couple of the generic questions out of the way and we'll kind of just get into it. But um, so, Attacker, you know, we, I first, you know, discovered you guys through, who was it? Through um, a couple of guys in London. And then we started working with you guys at the cafe, started selling you. And I think we were the first retailer outside of Australia at the time. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think you yeah. were very early in the piece. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I, I still remember rocking up to London. You were probably our, one of our first overseas trips to see a dealer yeah. Yeah. or a prospective dealer. I remember rocking up and you making us breakfast burritos in the Juro Cafe. Very oh, yeah. kind. Yeah. And we had a shower upstairs. Oh, and then was, we went that, out. That, that was the second time. That was before Box Park. Was it? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, that was before oh. Box Park. And someone threw a yogurt cup at us from a housing commission window. Copped <laughs> <laughs> it in the back. Hang on, hang on, hang on. With the spoon. With, With the, the spoon. spoon. But not a disposable plastic spoon. Oh. It was a metal spoon. So good. I shat my pants and ran. Greg ran. I copped the yogurt all over my back and then saw the spoon. I was like, yeah. they're not angry at me. They're angry at the yogurt. <laughs> they're, they're, angry. <laughs> they're angry at their father or something like that. To yeah. Because you don't throw the metal spoon. No. Nah. You just throw the yogurt cup. Unless you're like furious it about even the yogurt. Spoon. No. Jeez. Yeah. Um, all right. So instead of me introduce, you know, why don't you guys um, just tell me what attacker is? how it got started and uh, yeah we'll go from there uh, look in my honest opinion <laughs> Attacker is the oh, cycling apparel brand this for the, the fashion conscious male and female it's just the vibe <laughs> just, <laughs> no we um, back in when we started in 2012 seven years ago this month in fact we were just your typical cyclists we were we came from a mountain biking background we were, we were fairly new to road cycling at that time and we weren't really uh, enamored by what was available on, on the market. You know, Rafa was just, Rafa was sort of starting up and becoming quite mainstream then, but that was quite a gentlemanly option. And then other than that, you had your, your European brands like your Castellis and your Assosses, and they were very sort of color blocked and plain. And um, that really just didn't suit. We came from more of a sort of, you know, that surf, skate, street, BMX background. and. That's what we wore when we weren't on the bike and we sort of wanted something to resonate when we were on the bike and we decided just let's let's uh, design and create some cycling yeah. apparel um, and see what and see what happens. At the first it was sort of for us and for our friends and for our mates and and um, yeah it was uh, So you guys were you you guys were riding together. Yeah, yeah we rode together. Yeah. yeah. And then it was just a conversation that was like, you know, hey, why don't we do this? Yeah. yeah. And it's sort of Have you had media off. training, Greg? You've really, <laughs> you really come a long way since your last, <laughs> last <laughs> podcast. After, after my, uh, That's after a great my, answer, Greg. After, <laughs> after my, the, let's say, feedback from my wife. <laughs> on our last Let me podcast. just dovetail off of that <laughs> response. No, no, Stephen was, as I, I was working in the bike industry and I had been for quite a few years and Stephen was actually 
in the fashion industry. So it was that melting of minds. And so what were you doing in the bike industry? I was a product brand manager for. Were you dealing with power meters at the time? <laughs> no, they weren't. They weren't. Big. Were they a thing yet? They weren't big yet. I don't. They think. weren't. Big. I don't think they were there. Do you own one now? <laughs> no, I do not. No. I own one. Okay. Do I use one? No. No, you. Oh right. No, I'm, just, I'm a bit old school. Sure. Yeah. Cool. But no. Um. Yeah, I was a brand manager. Actually, more so in the mountain bike. Okay. Uh, market. Um. And yeah. What were you doing? I was working for a company called G Star. Yeah, it was nice. like a Dutch jeans brand i was the national sales manager for them so yeah selling selling apparel to retailers and stuff like that and yeah like greg said we didn't feel like there was anything out there that caught our attentions that that we'd want to spend our money on so we decided to just make our own have a crack and see what happens and we didn't take it all that serious in the early days we were like oh yeah this is a hobby side hustle see what happens so it's just something on the side it was kind of just something on the side we both like we were still we both was remained full-time employed for probably the first first couple years yeah before we went all right this is something we should the the sort of the the light uh the light bulb clicked and we're like all right let's have a proper crack at this There's, there's actually something here and you probably you know, we we started and then it was that, maybe it was two years later where these other brands sort of started coming to market um, and we found ourselves going, all right, if there's other brands coming to market doing what we're doing, there's obviously Maybe this something, is viable. Yeah, this is, there's, something, there's definitely something here and, and it was at that point where, you know, we had stock. It was either in Stephen's attic or my spare room and then we were coming home from work and writing up post packs at night and taking them to the post office yeah, and then right. that became, you know, what would take us an hour then would take us a couple of hours and a few hours and both of us would have to come and get stuck into it and we were like, all right, and then, yeah. It was, it's, and then there was just too much stock for the attic <clears throat> and it was getting annoying. Yeah. So we decided to find a warehouse to put it in and yeah. get them to ship the orders for us and stuff like that, so... Yeah. So let's kind of fast forward a bit. Obviously, we're sat here in Chiang Mai. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had a good North couple, of Thailand. Yeah, a good couple. Home of the durian. Home of the durian. It's oh, banned from the hotel. We didn't get the durian. <laughs> I rec- um, just whilst we're on that, I'd recommend any listeners to um, put Chiang Mai on their oh, bucket, bucket list. I second that. This is, this is I mean, I've only cycling. been here for a couple of days, but the cycling is just unbelievable. It is. Heaven on earth. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you guys very kindly invited me out, and uh, it's pretty cool. You know, we are here with different dealers and, and uh, retailers from around the world. Mm. And do you guys ever, you know, sit back and kind of take stock of that fact that it just started with you, a bit of a side hustle, and now you're here, and obviously not only are you guys, you know, making a living out of it, but you've got genuine interest and kind of passion from retailers globally, not yeah. just in a small market. Do you, does that ever kind of hit you guys and go? Where yeah. Come from? Yeah. It's kind of like a a threefold thing. It's like it's awesome and it's very re- rewarding in that yeah. regard, but there's also I guess pressure that okay. comes with that as yeah. well. You kind of, you know, you want to meet expectations yeah. and keep growing the business yeah. and thinking of new yeah. products and everything else that goes along with it and yeah. But yeah, it's it's super rewarding. It's it's very humbling and it's a great feeling. But I also think that, and it sort of only came up, I started really thinking about it yesterday when we were in the, we had our conference yesterday and 
you know, we had yourself who we said we probably started working with six years ago and then, yeah, you know, ago, yeah. our friend Yao from Taiwan yeah. and, and Tip Chat and the guys from Union in uh, Thailand, we, we started working with you guys all like five or six years ago and yeah. very early in the piece and it's like it has become like a family like it's very we we, we we've spent time with all your countries we spent time with your families and you know having meals and numerous rides and meeting your customers and your friends and it's literally like it's literally like you guys aren't our customers anymore or our clients or our dealers you're our friends and family and it's fucking cool that like is that. Very cool. yeah it's very close-knit yeah you met Sam Sam, yeah, good guy. Introduced himself as I exited the shower. <laughs> Just happened to be hovering, hovering around the front door. <laughs> Very good. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, from, from our standpoint, it's been obviously a pleasure working with you, not only as kind of humans, but just, you know, from a, a, a work perspective. And I suppose the thing that's really struck me this week, and maybe it's just my opportunity to kind of, you know, in, in all sincerity, give you guys a fucking big pat on the back. Thanks, man. Is, you know, like when we, I think we first started working with you when you had your first core range. Yeah. That was it. So yeah. it was going away from the, what is now the limited. Limited, yeah. To the core range. Yep. And Which happened pretty early on, actually. Like we yeah. did limited for probably a like year was before. That, was that norm core? Was that the Yeah, that's exactly it would have been the first. Yeah, I think that was like Normcore, that's a year in only uh, we started introducing yeah, core. Yeah, year and a half or so. Months, yeah. Because you guys started in 12, we opened in 13, and we yeah. started working with you 14. So it's yeah, like about that was essentially, months. we started, obviously as a brand, we started with limited, you know, our limited, quite glary, yeah. very, very bold designs. But from a business standpoint of view, exec, as we were saying, when things were like, we started taking seriously. We're like, all right, we're launching a casual, uh, a limited range every three months or something. Yeah. And there was these spikes in income, and yeah. then we'd sit quite dormant yeah. because that's all we sold. Yeah, so we had to, we, we, well, we didn't have to, but we wanted to introduce these core ranges, mm. which was something that was available year to round product all year and, round, and it was yeah, it was an ongoing thing seasons, as opposed yeah. to just limited, yeah. which sell would be selling shit out by lunchtime, mm. but then we'd also be sitting on our hands a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we'll, we can later on. We can talk about some of the range that's coming out, which is super exciting. Um, but I think one of the things that I want to, you know, kind of talk about and discuss is the fact that from day one, the reason why we started working with you because, you know, it's, you know, we I think we first kind of started chatting on Instagram. You know, it was that kind of admiring what you're doing, um, you know, and is there an opportunity to work together? And that's when you're only doing limited stuff. So not only were you doing these very um, left field designs that were incredibly bold mm. but from day one you guys have sought unbelievable quality yeah um, the quality has always been well up there yeah and I think you know fast forward a couple of years when other brands start coming to market you can see the difference straight away like people are wanting that visual look and some designs that are coming out are quite nice but they haven't well, in my opinion very few have come to match the quality that you guys have sought after so maybe talk about how you guys have you know i mean you know steven you're you know going through the the products yesterday you know your understanding of you know around the absolute minute details of of, mm. of how the products are put together 
Was that from your experience in the fashion or is that just something that you... A, a little bit, yeah. I had some exposure to product development in previous jobs, yeah. not so much at G-Star, but yeah, um, we, yeah well, even, even at G-Star to a large extent. But yeah, some of the other companies I've worked at, I was involved fairly heavily with product development. Um, but it's also personal, like within cycling, we always said to ourselves that if we won't wear it and it's not good, it's not up to our standard yeah. then we shouldn't offer yeah, it in yeah. the range to begin with yeah. um, so we're always looking for the best quality stuff and the latest tech fabrics and all that sort of thing it sounds a bit cliche but because yeah. everyone says that but we genuinely do and we also we also want to have some level of affordability it's hard to say because we are a premium product we we're not exactly entry level and cheap but um, we want to be that little bit more affordable where we can. So sometimes we're offering a product that might be significantly more premium than some of our competitors, but it's at a lower price point. So we yeah. take a little bit of a hit yeah. here and there, but we think it's worth it because, yeah, hopefully people appreciate the, the, the quality of the product. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, from our standpoint and running the shop and the cafe, you know, people come, come in and say, oh, I've heard of Attacker, you know, it's you know, pretty cool stuff. And then when they try it on, yeah. it's like, oh my god. Often goodness. they're swap surprised, like, oh wow, um, this is way better than I thought. So obviously as part of the conference yesterday, you guys were showing product that is upcoming. Mm. And again, you know, I was find myself really more and more impressed with the level of detail that you guys are going to and the um, uncompromising level of of uh, technical quality. Yeah. Um, it just products that are very well thought through whilst keeping that balance of stuff that looks really really good yeah yeah um, to get to that point did you guys feel there was a, a particular moment or a particular season where it was like yeah this is this is working like this is really working um could you sorry to interrupt could you have foreseen or was that the goal from day one that you are now one of the most respected brands in cycling, like full stop. Because certainly for in Europe, there was a transition of, there was this, you know, kind of, this rise of these Australian brands. Yeah. That starting to kind of creep into Europe. And some people just disregarded. It's, oh, you know, that's nice. But actually, you guys are outselling and outperforming some brands that have been around for 50, 60, 70, even, you know, you know 80 years very much heritage you know cycling brand did you foresee that is that, is that something that was always the goal to kind of be a, a well-respected cycling brand like yeah i design? think it's something we've always hoped for yeah. for sure um yeah i think yeah like consciously and subconsciously like we're we're kind of competitive dudes and we've always wanted to have a proper crack at it at some point yeah. but it's always needed to be um like i guess we're you know we've got financial and family commitments and stuff like that so we're fairly you know sensible and conservative when it yeah. comes to how we splash out yeah. and we started the brand the old school way we didn't come up with uh you know this is the brand and uh, let's go to a branding agency and create a concept and they come to us with all these different ideas that's the that's kind of like the way brands these days do things it sort of works in reverse we did it the old school way we're like oh there's a gap in the market what's the product let's just fill it and come up with it and learn as you go type scenario and sort of we've had to I guess for modern times, because we're quite uh, old, but had to reverse engineer things a little bit. But yeah, at the end of the day, we've absolutely always wanted it to be a success or we wouldn't have started it in the first place. Yeah. Um, but with 
modest goals as we've gone along and viability at the core like we don't just take a quantum leap and you know hope for the best we, yeah. we sort of analyze things and go will this work will it, won't it work if not then let's not do it but if there's a pretty significant chance that something will work we'll take a punt and see how it goes but you have to do it um you have to do it step by step you can't you because yeah we're playing with our own money and limited funds there's no one investing in it you can't do 20 things simultaneously you have to pick like one or two things that you think are going to work and invest in those and then if they don't pan out or one of them does then you look at the next option it's not like you can just go hard from day one that's the biggest thing like building a brand on cash flow alone I suppose you do have to be more mindful of every dollar you spend and you can't be flippant with just try this try that do this do that Um, so yeah I mean if we look back there are probably some small things we'd do differently but all in all like we're pretty happy we're pretty happy with the journey like the journey and as Stephen said we we started and we we came up with we we came up with a brand we came up with a logo we came up with some product and we're pretty happy with where it's at right now you know what I mean As, as you said like I also think yeah we when we look at some of those heritage brands um, that we may, you know, be outselling, I suppose, in some certain markets. That's also the market of cycling, I think. Of and that's where, yeah. like, you've seen, like, when we started the brand, people laughed at us and people were like, what the fuck? No one is going to wear that. And I still remember, like, people looking and pointing and laughing at And now you see those people on the streets and they're wearing, and all on the roads, it, yeah. and they're wearing it. And it's like, uh, see, like, your message yeah, and then can, it's, can and we then order this? Can we get a discount? We're in the industry. What were the first kits you guys did? Like to give them hell. It's called the Pioneers. Pioneer, every sort of range of things. It's called Pioneers, and there was, there was one that was called. I remember called the Chain Gang with like, blue and red stripes. It was the Given Hell, which still to this day we've done. The a couple, leafy camo, leafy, the green one. Leafy camo. Still to this day, that Give Them Hell is just that was later. demanded. If you guys did the uh, yeah, that, that um, Give Them Hell. Like if you guys did that now, it would sell out. But the funny thing is, the first range, the, the ones that the people were like, "What is this?" It was actually. It was so, quite tame when you look back at it. Like it was, yeah. all the bibs were quite plain, and there wasn't. What else was there? Cloud nine. Yeah, cloud nine. The oh, yeah. pl- paper planes. I think that's the, another the, thing as well. Like our first range had eight designs, yeah. and we had a yeah. good stock holding of all eight designs. We actually had a crack. Like we didn't just bring out one design and yeah try to pre-sell it off a drawing. Like we we. So you committed from to stock? Day, from yeah, we committed to died. stock. Very we cool. did a big range. Yeah. We've, we've sort of... Ins- people had to buy the jersey with the matching bibs. They couldn't just buy one or the other. It was a complete kit. Yeah. And the jersey and the bib, the design overlapped and it integrated. So it was like a complete head-to-toe look, which no one else did. Yeah. Like, we made sure that we, we printed the crotch section of the front and back of the bib shorts yeah. so that it was an all-over look. Like, it was completely it never seamless. Been, never right. never been done. The factory, the factory we were working with... They were like, ah, even, that can't be done. Didn't, and, even, didn't even want to do it. They're yeah. like, we don't do that. Why? Uh, because the ink might wear off on the saddle and we're not sure, we haven't tested it. It's like, all right, well, send it to us. We'll, we'll test, test it. it. And now that's become like an yeah. industry standard. Yeah, for sure. For, yeah. All, these, for all these designs. And, yeah. Like, and I people were like... We even got like, even the first range, we got like a little a little column in GQ mag. That's fun. Yeah. That's really fun. I remember doing it the was. first photo shoot up in like, we borrowed, there's another fashion label in Australia. We borrowed their studio up in their little warehouse style office and did that. 
Yeah. Did my brother shoot that? I think he did. I think he was the photographer. My brother, the first my brother shot it. He's a photographer. Like, he's now a videographer. Yeah. He shot it. So, you know, we called in that stuff. And we didn't even do, like, even back then, we didn't. It even took us a couple of ranges to, to start doing, you know, uh, like photo shoots out in the out in the wild. You know, yeah, it, was, it was pretty much standard studio, studio yeah, photography. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, very cool. I mean, you know, there is such a big. Um, I mean, certainly in the UK, and I'm sure it's the same in Australia. In the last ten years, cycling has just exploded. It is yeah. bigger than ever before, um, and there are so many new brands coming to market. And so many new brands that are trying to be the next you know, big brand. Um, I suppose what I appreciate about what you guys have done is well, and the main thing you said is that you guys committed to stock from day one, and you've kept it very, excuse that, you know, for lack of a better phrase, kept it very organic. Is in yeah, you've you've incrementally increased yeah. based on what you sold, as opposed to just trying to go full gas. I mean, because now the range that you guys sell is. It's huge. Mm. Yeah, head to, head head to toe. We, you know, that was that. We've now got head to toe coverage for products like you know everything from you know bib longs or leg warmers all the way through to head covers and yeah. uh, neck warmers and things. Yeah. But then we've also got four four collections in regards to uh, like we've got our race range, yeah. our all day range, our race ultra range, yeah. and our A line range. Yeah. So yeah, we've not only got headache coverage, we've got, you know, what, four types of bibs you can buy across the range, yeah. all with a different purpose and yeah. different riding, you know, what we what we pitch that to. So yeah. Do you still enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fuck, we're sitting in Chiang Mai. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Of right course. now. Of course we are. Doing a podcast with one of our Second dealers. Second podcast we've ever done. We've done, the last three days we've done, we've ridden with our dealers from around Asia. We have had meals with them we've spent time you know at a conference yesterday like yeah, like you know like at the end of the day like both Steve and I come from where we've you know been employed by people and you go to these conferences and it's all a bit of a piss up but there's there's certainly a different there's a different aspect when it's when it's our business and these are our it's not just they're yeah, not just they're not just like a they're not just a client in our book where you're yeah. trying to make a yeah. commission or something like that yeah. these are these are personal yeah. relationships we've built and these people like, you know, yeah. as we, you know, their business relies on us yeah. and our business yeah. relies on them and it's fairly, it's well, I mean, fairly personal. Certainly from my standpoint, you know, I, you know, I made a decision, you know, very, very early with Jira's. I don't want to be doing business with people I don't like, yep. you know, as in I want it to be a reflection of who I am as opposed to this kind of commercial entity mm. and you almost reverse engineer, well, how can we make this commercial by just kind of being authentic? And, you know, yesterday in the conference, you know, it was great to kind of, I automatically felt a sense of family with these guys that I'd just met, yeah. you know, and of course there were a number of dealers that weren't able to make it here. Um, but I felt this kind of sense of like, yeah, no, these guys are, these guys are all part of it, um, which is great. I don't know that if they were to come to, to Giro, if you guys come to Giro, it's like, you know, just family, um, which is cool. So obviously one of the things that you guys are well known for are these the limited, what's now the limited range, which are the very bold kind of design sort of focused product, um, and as well as the collaborations. Um, it's a bit of a sort of, you know, generic question, but I was really impressed yesterday when we were going through all the collaborations that we've done. I was like, oh yeah, shit, I forgot about that one. And, oh yeah, that, that one. Are there any that really kind of stands out that you kind of go, 
not necessarily your favorite, but that one was a big bonus for you, you know, kind of on a, whether a business level or a personal level, but you kind of look back and go, um, that one's going to stay with me forever. I think the first Keith Haring one for me yeah. was like, a, was a pretty big deal. Like That was, that was a game changer. Yeah. 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 Like your, your favorite artist yeah. of all time, yeah. basically, yeah. Um, was... Yeah, and I, n- nothing like that had really been seen in the cycling industry again yeah. be- before that. Yeah. It just, just hadn't hadn't happened for whatever reason, I don't yeah. know. But, yeah, we, we were super proud of that. Yeah. And then to follow it up with Basquiat. Basquiat was even the, even the process, like you're literally, you are working with, yeah. I mean, obviously Basquiat and Keith and Keith Herring are no longer with us, but their art resonates with almost, you know, almost everyone, like, you know, we are talking yesterday, we don't even... A lot of people don't even know who Keith Herring is, but you see his art, and it's it's record like. Of course, everybody, you know you. Everybody as knows. soon as you see it, you know what the, you know that it, is. But they know it, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I think even with dealing with their with their estates and with their foundations in um, in choosing the artwork, and you know it's 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 a stringent process because obviously we're representing them in putting his artwork yeah. on our kit. Yeah. So that it's like the whole process is really cool, and um, we hope we do that justice and we sort of we think we do and as Stephen said like nothing like that's ever been done in the cycling industry which is pretty cool the Keith Haring one was unbelievable I remember you guys were saying I think it was when you came to London to do when we did the box pop pop up and uh, it was like yeah we can't tell you like what like we're about to release <laughs> it but we just can't tell you it's like what he was yeah like we, we've got to keep a tight lift and when's this pod when's this podcast coming out do you oh, think next few days alright there's something coming up, but we can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else? Any of the limited stuff or collaborations or even some of the teams that you guys are working with? That's actually, you know what is a, a cool thing that stands out to me? Um, is Peter came to us and she hadn't actually ridden CX for most of the year. She'd be concentrating on road. And she came to us and she said, this is only four weeks out or something from CX and she said CX national champ she said guys I'm going to fucking win this thing she goes can you produce yeah can you really produce oh that's cool an Australian national champs kit for me because she goes I'm, I've got confidence that I can do this for you guys oh amazing and we're like alright if you've got if you've got confidence in yourself yeah. we've got confidence in you too yeah. and we went ahead and we produced you know we produced uh, that you know the, the, nas- cool. the national champ skin oh, yeah. suit, oh, yeah. and sure enough, she pulled it off, and we we unveiled it like as she was uh, standing onto the up to the podium for that. And it, and you know to have that, there's not that leeway of a couple of weeks time, and then they come in. She they race the next day for a national series race. She got to race in a national champs ju- yeah, kit so the day after she won the national champs, and <clears throat> that was pretty cool. How does that feel, eh? Like to kind of you know starting it on the as a side thing, and now you're producing national champions jerseys for the, you know. Pretty cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, Gives a bit of a rush, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> How did the um, Rock Salt Attacker collaboration, connection, you know, team sponsorship come about? Through, oh, good question. Like Kelvin, I think Kelvin approached us or... or a, we had a good connection. Actually, a good, through we had Abby. A good, yeah, we had a good relationship with one of the original riders on the team, Abby. We used to ride with her in Sydney, her and her boyfriend, James. Yeah, they lived in Sydney and we rode with them like all the time. They were regulars on our bunch. And Abby started racing for Rock Salt 
and she put us in contact with Kelvin, the team owner and manager at the time. That was like, I don't know, three or four years ago now or something, three years ago. Yeah. And we started chatting and like, he's a great dude and we got along really well. And it just, it just made sense at the time. Like we were, I guess, trying to be more heavily involved with women's cycling yeah. and what better way to, I guess, yeah, show some appreciation to women's yeah. cycling than sponsoring yeah. one of the best cycling women's cycling teams in Australia. Yeah. And that's having a big global impact. I mean, well, it's yeah, it's going yeah. really well. And like the team this year will be going UCI, yeah, um, working with SRAM and yeah, Giant and factory sponsorships from yeah, SRAM so and Giant, which yes. is which is huge. And it's from our point of view, it's great to see that team grow from. Yeah you know, what they were, you know, like a great bunch of girls racing together yeah. on the Australian NRS yeah. to now racing yeah. around the world. And it's pretty good. And, you know, it's even said, like, for us, we've been involved with that, what's become now one of the strongest women's teams in Australia. Um, and now they're going to be racing on the world stage. Mm. Um, and that's pretty cool, like, that is cool. to support women's cycling like that as yeah. well for us. Yeah, and, the, and one of the things that Kelvin said to us all along is, like, he wanted to be able to build a team on a on a small budget and, and put them on a world stage and it was like the little Aussie women's cycling team that could yeah that could yeah yeah and, and that resonated with us yeah yeah and we felt the same way like yeah. and so yeah it was it was a perfect match yeah yeah so and again we, in Attack of Style where you know they get around in pink and purple yeah cheetah oh yeah you know cheetah yeah, yeah. cheetah spots and it's not just a yeah. it's not just a plain kit we, have you got the, the kit sorted for next year it's the same kit, but okay. with just a okay. UCI logo on it, oh, gotcha. <laughs> and a couple of additional yeah, yeah, sponsorship, couple, sponsorship logos. Yeah, sponsorship yeah. Logos. yeah. But it's also so it's still it. the Rocksol Attacker team. Yes. So you're not co-branding with these other with Giant and uh, SRAM. No, they'll have a big presence yeah. gotcha. in the in the in the sponsorship on the the logos on the kit. Yeah, cool. But yeah, it's still. That's, oh, I don't even know. I think it's Rock Soul Attacker Shram Live. <laughs> there's like, <laughs> there's a few other names in there too. I don't know. Yeah, just rolls off the tongue. We're pretty chill. They're just like, yeah, this, this, this is what's happening. Let's We're like, yeah, let's cool. not get into legalities of it. Let's get into minutia. Yeah, yeah. Talking minutia. But no, you know, at the same time, like our teams as well, like we, you know, Crit Dogs, which is another one of our teams, yeah, which is such a local small city yeah, team, yeah. but we've turned four dudes who ride local Sydney crit yeah. racing into almost like an international audience is now hungry to see how these four dudes are racing just at you know there's a there's a crit track in maroubra sydney called heffron park and it's you know it's some of the toughest crit racing in australia if not the world like that's absolute goat track and these guys know every sort of square inch of this track and they need to to be able to navigate and to be able to race it hard and the racing's hard and fast and these guys go out there and they smash themselves and the crit dogs was just that you know it's a, it's a kit with a big rock wheel on the front and back and yeah, yeah. people love them and it's that's another thing like it's we, just we trying to create community at like and now we're saying you know people are rocking up to these races yeah. just to watch yeah, yeah. trying to create more of a vibe through fun more yeah. so than taking shit too seriously yeah it's basically again we're just we work on projects that interest us, that excite us, that yeah. we relate to, yeah. things that we think are going to be fun for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Like, Not working with prima donna cyclists. Whoa. 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 Whoa cut that. Truth bomb. <laughs> cut that. Truth cut that one. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, we're just working with good people yeah, yeah. who, again, like we're talking about, like when we're dealing with our dealers yeah, and yeah. things like that, like everyone is good people and 
we try to feel like it's a bit like ourselves, like we're down to earth, our business is down to earth, where we take, you know, we like we take things very and seriously, but at the same be, time, everything we do has to have a fun element on it where people believe, are enjoying themselves. I think, you know, the important thing, like, I believe you. What you're saying, like, I believe you. I believe that that's genuinely what you guys are about. Prima donna's um, maybe the wrong word. He's ego, cutting that like, out anyway, don't no, worry about it's, it. No, he's not, it's, it's like, people, we don't, we're, not dealing with, we're not dealing with big egos. You guys, that's not us. But you would be, even if Attacker, let's say, hypothetically didn't exist, you would possibly be connected with these people regardless because of who exactly. you are as opposed to, you know, kind of what you yeah. do. And for me personally, that's, I mean, I could do a whole podcast on it, like how frustrating I find the cycling industry is people want the results like straight away and they will either throw money at it and just be busy idiots but it's not authentic to kind of who they are and kind of what they're about and that's certainly why I very much you know for all the brands that we work with but that's certainly in particular with you guys why I enjoy working with you because I absolutely believe that what you're saying is the truth is that you know you're not going to do it just for the sake of it you're going to be authentic to who you are and you're unapologetically that that way irreverent yeah yeah Benny Chasman, <laughs> favorite favorite word, irreverence. Irreverent and funky. Irreverent, and funky edgy. and edgy. <laughs> and I need edgy. I need something funky and edgy. All right, we got we got just the thing. What's next for Attacker? And I don't want to say that is and oh we've got this coming out like. Lady boys. Lady boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, like what's what's driving you? You know, what's what's driving you forward? Why why are you still doing? What's generally? What's like what's, <laughs> is, what's are what drives you forward? But if you don't look at your power data, yeah, yeah. it's okay. Never, you'll never you're know. Not, you're not. I don't know. Like the cycling industry is is moving so quickly, yeah. um, and it's it's become there's more exciting parts like these, you know, gravel and adventure riding and stuff like that's becoming a huge part of the industry. Yeah. So, what's next for that? And then. You Greg's know, big you, into gravel. He's, he he loves it. He's gravel. Gravel. He just spends eighty percent of his time on dirt. It's just exactly. it's incredible. I've never I seen love, anything like I it. Consume that much vitamin G. Yeah, it's insane. No, but like, there's, you know, like the, as you said, the, the industry's growing and, and and there's more and more, you know, maybe less people are right, racing, I suppose, but more people are yeah. out there just riding for Enjoying fun and, and it's, a, it's such a it, social yeah. sport, yeah. and it. You know, we're, we're to a point now where I think all our whole social circle is cyclists yeah. and people like I don't, you know, I don't spend much time with, yeah. I don't, you know, many people I don't spend much time with who yeah. don't, to, don't ride their bikes anymore. Yeah. People who were our customers, you know, six, seven years ago who we've met through our time have now become our friends yeah, and family. we ride yeah. with them because Absolutely. we've, we've done rides with them and Absolutely. these, it's, it's, it's a really cool sport in regards to that and that social aspect in, in yeah. terms of good guys. Good you girls. go to the gym a lot as well, so <laughs> yeah. like yeah, yeah. you've you're got a network of F forty five. You've got a nice you gotta, guy once people get compadres. to know you. Yeah, yeah. You've got to keep that for, the course the course strong. Do a yeah. lot of crabby crab walks. Crabbies, burpees. That's fine. What else do you do at the gym? Um, all right. Hang so on. finally, Chiang Mai. What a place. <laughs> yeah. Two years in a row you guys have come here. That's right. We're gonna be coming again. Are we? Oh, I mean, I'm definitely going to bring a crew over from the UK. This is the okay. best. Like, all right. So it sounds like fun. Here he is. Why, why Chiang Mai of all places? We could have come to Sydney. We could have come wherever. Why Chiang Mai? I like to refer to it as the the Alps of East <laughs> Southeast <laughs> no, Asia. It's just more accessible to they Australians. Call it, they call it the Girona, Girona of Asia. What do they call it? Yeah. Let's Girona. coin that phrase. The it's Girona. the Girona of Asia. No, it's yeah. not. 
No, we don't want to do that. No, it's just for us as Australians, it's just way more accessible than going to Europe. It's like an un, it's it's not undiscovered, but it's pretty close to it. It's like un- it's it's, an untapped, it's a little it's an untapped, untapped resource. Yeah, sure. Oh, like today we were I, I riding, wanna, we I saw. Come back. We see you're riding in the hills. There's barely anyone out there. You actually the quality of the roads, the quality of the climbs. You're seeing Euro pros. We saw uh, Jumbo Visner. We saw Sun Tour. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lotto Jumbo. Yeah, Sun Web Web riders today. Um, The weather is about 30 degrees with not a breath of wind every day. Food's great. It's affordable. We're coming into winter in Thailand. So cheap. you, I mean, these guys are complaining how it's like winter. It's like this is if this is winter, my guy signed me up. Um, so cheap. Yeah, um, and just the quality of riding yeah. is exceptional. The food's unbelievable. We did a 90 yeah. k loop today through the hills of rural Thailand, and every single piece of that road was hot mix, oh. tarred road. We're not you're not sitting on you're not sitting on shitty roads. You're sitting on yeah like. The, the corners are cambered yeah. going down these descent yeah. and it's it's like a racetrack yeah. all on camber corners um, this is an and it's a cultural thing. experience too you're getting out of like what yeah. you're used to if you're coming yeah. from Europe it's yeah. it, it's sort of like a midway point from for Europeans for Americans for Australians yeah. and it's just a really central location yeah. I think it's if, great Thailand, it's a great option Thailand tourism's listen to this yeah yeah so, you, got, you, got our, you got our address I mean, this is the best. I would say this is, you know, I mean, unfortunately, I've only been here for a couple of days, but this is some of the best riding I've ever done. Without a doubt, the best descending I've ever done. Oh, my goodness. Like, just... Except for that corner to, you went hot to, on. Today? Yeah, all right, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like you had disc brakes. Yeah. yeah. If you didn't have disc, you were gone. <laughs> rim brakes. Hey, Hannah. He's fine. Yeah. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't have handled at the rims. All right, guys. Well, I'll wrap things oh, up. That's right. Um, I had, had butter tuk-tuk. <laughs> <laughs> you did too. Yeah, yeah. Had a set of traffic oh, lights. I just wish we had some photos of that. Um, but look, from, from me to you, thank you. It's been amazing working with you for the last five years. I appreciate your time on this podcast. I'm looking forward to the next season for Attacker and, and what that means and what that looks like. And uh, yeah. Let's do this again in, in the UK and see if we can get another yogurt cup to take away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to take Box it. Hill. See if we can take the dealers to Box Hill. Uh, no, yeah, it's not, not going to work. Well, when we went up Box Hill, you just carried on going. Yeah, I was like, no, surely there's more. <laughs> I, went, I kept going for another K thinking there was more to the climb. <laughs> Everyone stopped and turned back and I'm like, what the hell's going on? That's it? Like, what is yeah. it, a one and a half K climb? Can I just say about Chiang Mai and what I love about Chiang Mai? And this is actually oh, here similar, we go. similar to Japan you as media well. training? Yeah. <laughs> is when you're riding in the middle of nowhere, when you're riding in the middle of nowhere and you're climbing uh, literally uh, 45 to one hour climb yeah. and you get to the top of the climb there's a 7-Eleven there with oh yeah Cokes root beer and, and, yeah, root and beer. Yeah, or a little water. vendor on the side of the a road, where, you can the road. Like, get where else in the world where else I've ridden around Europe and things like that and you don't experience that it's it's, it's when you need it it's there and it's, don't forget Doyinthan on the beast there's like a 50 kilometer 50 climb, climb. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, 2 3 hours long if a challenge look up Doyinthanon it's i think what two and a half thousand meters in 35 k's jamie wrote a blog about it so go on to our uh, let's our give site. that a read what's yeah, it yeah. Uh, jamie www.jamie.doyinthanon yeah, yeah. that my day on the, in the saddle.com <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. um all right guys appreciate you guys thanks mate yeah, see you guys soon. appreciate you, shake you. My, you shake my hand jordan thanks can you hear that